So guys, welcome to another edition of the College Rugby Wrap-Up. What's going on, everybody? We are entering week two officially of the D1A landscape of college rugby. I'm here, Colby Marshall, doing a little solo episode, but I'm not entirely alone. I'm going to have on the great Austin Bryan, director of Fairfield University uh, Rugby Club. He's the director of rugby for Fairfield University. He's going to join me on today's episode to talk about uh, the team, you know, how things are going, his experience being director and coaching, and we're going to shoot the stuff. I mean, it's fall. Rugby is back. We're feeling great. Austin, how's it going? Uh, hey, Colby, thanks for uh, having me on. It's a real privilege to, to join you today, and uh, things are wonderful. It's, uh, it's a beautiful Thursday morning here on campus. Uh, you know, everybody's buzzing to be back, and uh, it's uh, it's rugby season. That's awesome. And uh, you recently were appointed a new role, a bigger role with the rugby program, with the university, being now the director of the entire program. So, you know, I, I believe that you were coaching for a few seasons prior to this, I guess, upgraded management. How did that come about? Was this something that you anticipated that you had planned for years? How did this sort of upgraded management come about for you? Yeah, so I, um, my first experience with Fairfield University was the head coach of the women's team in the fall of 2014 to the spring of 2015. The, the all boys Jesuit high school is on campus of Fairfield U and I, and I went there and that's in fact where I found rugby. So I took a job there and the women's team at Fairfield needed a coach. So that's how I first got into it. Uh, I had to step away because I was in advancement and it just required me to have, you know, after hours for dinners and, you know, engagement and that kind of thing. So then I, I rejoined the um, Fairfield University men's team as the head coach in the fall of 2019 when I got back into high school English teaching. And um, I've been I've been the head coach of the men's team since the fall of 2019. When I rejoined, I was hired by my predecessor, Tom O'Connor. We affectionately call him Oki, uh, affectionately call him Oki. Uh, he's from the Fairfield Rugby Class, University Rugby Class of 75. And he, and along with his uh, fellow classmates and compatriots, they established the Friends of Fairfield Rugby Group. And um, that's essentially, it's our, it's our enthusiastic and extremely passionate alumni base. And through, you know, Tom O'Connor's vision, along with the collaboration of Wally Hallis, who's the Vice President for Advancement, uh, Eli Olkendan, who's the Director of Recreation here, uh, as well as Chelsea Wright, the Director of Club Sports. Um, uh, they all collaborated and came to the agreement that the Director of Rugby position would go from consultant role to a full-time university employee. So Oki retired in the fall of 2021, and the, the job application, you know, they started the search uh, that season. And once I once we completed the fall 21-15 season, you know, I just threw my hat in the ring and um, was fortunate enough to be offered the job. And so here we are now from I started last January and here we are now a semester under my belt as the men's head coach, but also the director of rugby for the whole program. That's so cool. That's amazing. What was that transition like? Was there... I assume there's a lot thrown onto your plate once you got that that new role. Well, yeah, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where you never realize it's a dream of yours until it's an, an opportunity, right? 
I, um, I, I assumed that my life was going to be teaching high school English during the day and coaching rugby out in the afternoons and evenings. You know, I'm very fortunate enough to have a, an extremely understanding and supportive wife in Melissa. Um, and, you know, we have a beautiful daughter, uh, Grace Marie, who's uh, 17 months old. And this transitional period happened uh, while Grace was four months old and just been born. So I wouldn't have been able to do this without my wife and her support and her understanding, as well as my, my family and friends helping us out during that, that time. And what, what it looked like was, you know, it was up 5 a.m. into the school at uh, St. Joseph and Trumbull, uh, teaching English during the day, um, jetting home, you know, picking Grace up from daycare, um, spending like 90 minutes, two hours with my wife and kid, and then going straight to practice. And then between that time, finding time to plan practices and collaborate with my assistants and my captains for, for Fairfield men's uh, D1 team. So um, it was a lot, but again, that's, it, it takes a village and it, I wouldn't have been able to do it without my, my wife and my family and everyone being supportive and everyone just being, you know, top notch. So, um, and now here we are, I, uh, you know, I wake up every morning, I drop my kid off at daycare. I come to my office, I, I use the workout facility and then I'm in my office at 9am and we're straight into it. And rugby is my full-time job and uh, it's, it's a real blessing. Living the dream. So are you still coaching the women's side at Fairfield? Yeah, my one of my first initiatives when I took over as director of rugby is uh, I wanted to integrate myself into the women's team. Um, you know, unfortunately, we, we do uh, we do live in a time where women's sports are not as highlighted as men's sports. And, you know, in order to live out the mission and vision of our of our university and our institution, we, we really strive for, for equity and equality across the board. And I joined um, head coach Jane Kim's coaching staff as an assistant. So my commitment to her team is uh, once a week minimum, uh, and I help out however she wants to employ me. And that's my commitment in terms of coaching to the women. But administratively, I am the head of both men's and women's teams. I, I have to say that you know, Jane Kim. So, so Jane Kim was a collegiate All-American with Harvard University in undergrad. Uh, she played her graduate ball at, um, at, at NYU. And uh, she's a New York Rugby Club uh, alumna. alumna. Uh, I'm sure Matt McCarthy appreciates that. And, you know, she's just an extremely talented, passionate, and energetic um, head coach who and she's also the first woman to be the head coach of the women's team in our program's history. Um, so my efforts with the women are very collaborative with her. And that's how I kind of just integrate myself to make sure that every, every woman and men athlete, uh, men athlete uh, know that I'm here for them. And so, yeah, I mean, let's talk a little bit more about your team. You know, you guys have had uh, on the men's side, Particularly, you know, you guys have had a strong preseason, got two wins against, I believe, Nazareth and Buffalo, and are heading into a big match this weekend that we'll talk about. But just t tell me a little bit about what you've seen from your guys so far, what you've liked in the preseason. Yeah, the I first of all, I have to credit um, the energy and the mental toughness and the focus to our to our senior class. It starts with our captains. 
Nick Lapanese and, and Connor Rinklin. Uh, unfortunately, Connor Rinklin is injured and he won't be playing, but he's really conducted himself beyond reproach in, in, in being there for his teammates. And, you know, their, their classmates, Stephen Ryan, who's our club president, uh, John Thompson, um, who comes from Gonzaga High School, and then uh, their other classmates who have really grown in skill and, and physicality in Victor Zorowski, Tyler Toothman, and Brady Lewis, and then Ben Ellers, who, you know, Ben Ellers is one of those kids who's a lifelong rugby player. His dad was an alum. Uh, he played for his dad and, and, and won high school state championships locally. And, and Ben has really found himself this year. Um, again, them, that senior class with our, with our two graduate students and Danny Enright and John Minogue um, are really, I have been here now as head coach. This is my fourth year. So I am essentially a senior alongside them. And together, their class and I, we, we basically, we came to terms very early on that they wanted to take this, this program to the next level and put us on this kind of stage where we have opportunities like the one I'm having today. And with the preseason this year, the commitment was, was quite simple. We wanted to build a culture that is sustainable uh, and echoes that of professionalism as well as a microcosm of our university. So we brought everybody back two weeks early and we did a team retreat, you know, as a, as a Jesuit institution, we really focus on spirituality and the inner self and, um, you know, finding who we are and who we're called to be. And we were able to do that because local alumni and members of the rugby community housed our, our students. Um, this was very much like back in the old days, you know, where you did the billet program and you, you saved cost on hotels and things like that. And, and to bring it full circle, the theme of the, theme of the, the preseason was to build relationships and challenge ourselves where we think we're strong and where we know we're, we need to improve. Um, the, the, the mindset behind playing Nazareth, we played Nazareth uh, after only two days at camp. Uh, it was a very quick turnaround. And we just said, listen, Nazareth is a, is a well-coached, um, highly athletic and committed team. Uh, Tai does a phenomenal job up there. Uh, he had Nate Augsburger in camp helping him out as well. And uh, I'm sorry, there was a, a woman's eagle whose name now escapes me. I'm very sorry that I can't remember her name. But the three of them together, they put a phenomenal team on that field. And Nazareth really tested us. Um, but what we really did well that we didn't used to do well is we managed the ebb and the flow of the game. You know, there's always three points in a game. Things are going really well. Things are teetering and things are not going well, right? And how do you manage the, the things that are not going well? And how do you press it when things are going well? And how do you put yourself in a position when they're teetering? And, and we, really, we really did well against Nazareth in that regard. And then the theory behind Buffalo was, you know, to reinforce the culture aspect. Anytime you got to get on a bus and go seven, eight hours, you know, it, it messes with you. It, it, it challenges your mental toughness. And coincidentally, uh, the bus broke down. So we had a three-hour delay. And we, we pulled up right to the field at uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock for a 5 o'clock kickoff. And, yeah, the first 10 minutes were sluggish. But they all, again, our senior class, they arched their backs and 
we banded together and, you know, after we got the bus rust off, we really did what we were supposed to do. And uh, we played an extremely physical uh, and aggressive Buffalo team. And, you know, we, we stuck to our game plan and we ran around them instead of, you know, running into them, which is what we were hoping to get out of that. So here we are against, you know, two quality opponents on the other side of the bracket for the Division 1A Liberty Conference. And now we are, you know, tried and tested, ready to go against Iona, who is world class. I know Matt McCarthy won't be too happy that you guys put a beating on Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> so that'll be funny to talk to him about. But yeah, big game on Saturday. And, you know, you talked a little bit about your upperclassmen uh before you guys are certainly returning i think a lot of players from last year that you had success with and honestly i think it puts you in a great position to make some noise at mozilla field on saturday um so talk to me a little bit about how you're approaching that game and what you're going to look to do against iona i don't expect you to give me all you know a game plan or anything but uh just talk to me a little bit about how you're viewing that matchup game plan is very simple and that is what we what we have done, what what our what we as a coaching staff have done up to this point is given them the tools to best prepare them for the game. And when Saturday morning hits, it's their game. So that's that's the preparation and that is the plan is to say to them, listen, we will see you in 80 minutes. Okay. We have done everything we can do to prepare you. And because at the end of the day, this is very much, uh, you know, I was thinking about this matchup and this is very much like the way Ireland is pressing New Zealand these days in that little bit of a rivalry. Uh, you know, I don't want to go so far to, uh, to exaggerate that, you know, we're Ireland and they're, they're New Zealand, but reputation wise, they are, you know, Iona is the historically um, more prominent team and, we are still the ones, the up-and-comers, who need to knock them off and prove ourselves. And I, the reason why I equate it to the Ireland-New Zealand uh, contest is you, you have a team that on paper and in a lot of ways reputation-wise, people look at Iona and say, well, this is, you know, this is a no-brainer. It's going to be Iona. But you know, we at Fairfield have really – put our arms around each other and shouldered up and said, listen, we have everything we need in this circle to win this game. And no matter what we do, we're going to do it at 100%. And that's, that's really the preparation. Now, of course, there are some tactical things that we have that we feel are our strengths. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about 18 to 23 year old young men who, they all know each other because a lot of them went to high school together. They all grew up in the same region. You know, they've played on select teams together. So when that first whistle goes, a lot of that strategy is really is going to go out of the window because, you know, the energy and the, and, and the passion and the, the pride that both teams are going to have for their schools and their Jersey and for each other, it's going to show through the, the contact uh, battle and the, the ruck contest and the tackle point. So the way I see it is, you know, we give them the tools. We let them realize that this is their game to win or lose. And no matter what, they have to give their very best effort um, and manage the ebb and flow like they've done all preseason. And if they do that, then we will be in a great spot 
at the end of the game. Yeah, like I said, I'm sure it's going to be an electric affair. And you talked a little bit about, you know, equating maybe Fairfield to that Ireland sort of mystique. Uh, do you aspire to be, obviously, like, to be on a club or a level like Iona is the goal for, I guess, a lot of teams. Is that what you want for Fairfield? Is that what you are looking for? I guess this could be like maybe one of the first steps in taking that next step and to becoming uh, a top 20, top 15 team in the nation. Is that what uh, you envision for Fairfield? Yeah, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong, right? At the end of the day, you are measured by wins and losses, right? Um, at the same time, uh, as as a as a lifelong educational professional, um, I I care more about the development of the person. And you know, rugby is uh, is arguably the greatest uh, microcosm to real life. You know, you have this professional network that transcends the field. You have this this battle contest that really imitates the workday and the and the the ebb and flow of life. And frankly. The mission and vision for rugby at Fairfield University is anyone who wants to play rugby has that right to play rugby at Fairfield. Where the privilege comes into is the level at which they compete. So we have 75 players on the men's roster and we have about 30 players on the women's roster. Uh, right now, our men's team is fielding a Division One and A, One A and B team. And then we're fielding a competitive division in the tri-state conference. So we have a coaching staff of six for the men. And now with the women, we're competing in the division two tri-state. And we have a coaching staff of four, not including me, who's, you know, there um, ad hoc. So the, the point is, is that our, our, we're mission first. And that is rugby is a sport. It should be a sport for everyone. Anyone who wants to play rugby should be able to play rugby at Fairfield University. And in our vision, if we develop the player and meet them where they are and encourage them to express themselves and innovate within their talents and their abilities and grow their knowledge, then the, the, the results come. OK, um, of course, yes, we we do want to be recognized. You know, it's always wonderful to get um recognized by rugby wrap-up, NCR, golf rugby, et cetera. I mean, I'll tell you right now, when when golf's uh, top 50 preseason came out and the NCR preseason top 10 came out and we were left off both lists, our boys were extremely furious. And, and that goes to show you that they have high aspirations for themselves and they're beaming with confidence. And the best part is three years ago, really they would have responded very petulantly. They would have sulked and they would have like, you know, kind of moaned and said, well, why aren't we on that list? But now because of the leadership of this senior class, as well as a graduate student, John Minogue, who was a two-term president uh, and was also instrumental in me being hired as the head coach, um, we're no longer petulant and bratty about being over, uh, being uh, underestimated. We are like, we smile and we say, okay, we're going to prove you wrong. And we're going to go and we're going to prove you wrong in 80 minutes. Caller approach. I love it. Yeah. Senior leadership can definitely take you a long way. And I'm sure it's going to take you guys a long way this season. I cannot wait. Uh, like I said, to watch this game on Saturday and uh, to watch, follow you guys throughout the whole season. 
So um, Austin, thank you again for taking the time out to do this. I think we had a great conversation and best of luck on Saturday, my man, and best of luck on, on the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you very much, Colby. And, um, you know, we appreciate you guys making the time to recognize what we're, what we're trying to do here. And uh, I, I did just want to end by saying that none of what we've accomplished and none of what our vision is would be possible without, um, you know, the magnificent support of our alumni group, the Friends of Fairfield Rugby, the support of our university administration, including Dr. Nemec, who's our president and an Ivy League rugby grad. Uh, and then also my assistant coaches, coaching staff, which my number, my right-hand man, Steve Capello, um, who really brings that, that gritty blue collar attitude to us. Uh, we really balance each other off well. And, you know, I'm grateful to Jane Kim and her leadership. And, you know, we look forward, men's and women's program, we look forward to um, really raising eyebrows and putting our hand up as uh, one of the top rugby universities in the region and potentially the country. So, Thank you, Colby, for the opportunity to have our, our young men and women being recognized for all their hard work and efforts. Wow, what a great conversation that was with director of Fairfield University Rugby, Austin Ryan. His boys have a huge match this Saturday at Mozilla Field against the Iona Gales. Have a chance to make a huge statement in the D1A landscape. Can't wait to see what happens. Stay tuned in for more content around the college rugby landscape on the College Rugby Wrap-Up, guys. That does it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back next week with more content. Hopefully, Zach and Josh will rejoin in their usual roles. But until then, peace out for now. Enjoy rugby this weekend. See you later. Thank you.